Daniel chapter 6, amen. We're going to begin reading in verse 2. I'll just read verse 1 just just so you get it, amen. If you stand for the reading of God's word, if you can. Uh, It seemed good to Darius to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom that they would be in charge of the whole kingdom. And over them, three commissioners of whom Daniel was one, that these satraps might be accountable to them and that the king might not suffer what? Loss. Then this Daniel, tell you never this Daniel, not the other Daniel, not Daniel you know down the street, but this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and the satraps because he possessed an extraordinary, tell your neighbor extraordinary. He possessed an extraordinary spirit and the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Tell your neighbor that's promotion. Amen. I want to talk about this morning, messy workplace. Amen. Messy workplace. Amen. Messy workplace. Amen. I was going to get here eventually, but we got here now. I love stats. I love reading. I love reading charts and stats. Uh, Statistics to me uh, makes a lot of sense. Thank you, ushers. I believe that if you have statistics, you can change some things or you can understand why things are happening. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics reported in June of 2018 that employed persons spend more time at work or in the workplace than at home. Adults living in a household with children under six spend an average of 2.1 hours per day providing primary child care to the household children. Two hours a day raising your child. Adults living in a household where the youngest child was between ages 6 to 17 spend less than half of much time providing primary child care to the household only 50 minutes a day. Come on, help me. So my question is, Who's taking care of the kids? Who's training them? Who's teaching them about life? Who's nurturing them? Who's preparing them for real life? Amen. Today, the study says that television, amen, was the leisure activity that occupied 
most of their time. This brings me to my point. Amen. On top of all of this, we have to deal with mess in the workplace. I don't know where you work. Well, I know some of you where you work, but I don't know what goes on at the job. <laughs> but I know if I were to start polling this room, come on, help me somebody, that we have some messy workplaces. I believe in the study said that most of the stress that people go through, amen, at the workplace are interpersonal conflict. Communication problems, gossip, discrimination, low motivation, and job satisfaction, performance issues, poor job fit. The workplace is typically an environment which people of different personalities come together, amen, and communicate with different communication styles and worldviews, and they're trying to accomplish one goal. But most of the times, amen, there's so much mess going on in the workplace that for some of us, we get caught up in the mess. Do I have anybody? Amen. I want to say this to somebody, amen, this morning. You, you have entered the marketplace, but I want to just bring it right back to Genesis boundaries and let you know the reason the marketplace is so jacked up today is because when God told, amen, when God told Adam that from, from the sweat of your brow, you will work for the rest of your life, the ground is cursed because of you. That's the reason why the marketplace or the workplace is so hard to work in today. It's not because of you. It's not because of your boss. It's not because of what's going on in the world. It's not even the devil. It's because when man made the decision to disobey God, amen, it made the workplace not fun. Workplaces was both, work was fun for Adam. Amen. Work was enjoyable for Adam. And all Adam had to do, the Bible says, he, he says he planted him in the garden and he told him to Tend to the whatever's there. Amen. Till the ground. Take care of it. Amen. Adam was in a perfect environment. And in this perfect environment, amen, sin came in the picture. I don't know if you've ever experienced backbiting and come on somebody and people talking about you and people setting you up. Amen. Or people trying to take your position before. I don't know if you deal with any of that or have dealt with any of that. I know we got some retired people in the house and now you fighting with yourself at home in your own workplace. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so oftentimes you fight with your husband, you trying to run him now and you ain't the boss. Hey. <laughs> That's home mess. That ain't workplace mess. Amen. So the question is, amen. How do you handle amen mess in the workplace? Well, Isaiah was right. Jeremiah was right. Habakkuk was right. The Babylonians had attacked Jerusalem. Amen. It was prophesied. And Israel was carried away into captivity. Now they are in Babylon. Jeremiah prophesied that they would go into Babylon, Babylon for 70 years. 
you, you hear that? 70 years of slavery. 70 years of living in a land that wasn't theirs. And they prophesied about this. And at this particular time, amen, Daniel, who was 16 years old, the Bible describes him in chapter 1. Amen. Amen. He kind of, a picture uh, like your pastor. He said, he said he was an intelligent, good-looking fellow, full of wisdom and endowed with understanding and discernment. I saw that. I said, oh, I saw myself in, in Scripture there. Amen. Uh, and he had the ability to serve in the king's court. And so Daniel now, can you imagine, he went into captivity at 16. He, first of all, a Jewish child at 16 knew the Torah, knew the law, knew about God. Amen. They knew what was right. They know what was right from wrong. And so Daniel now is in captivity and he had been there a while because by chapter 6 we find that Daniel now is about 60 years old. He's an older man now. He's an older gentleman now. Amen. You, you hear what I said? He's an older gentleman now. He's wiser. He's better. Amen. And Daniel now goes into captivity and now Daniel is gifted. He has the gift of administration. Under, he was under two different administrations. First, it was Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar comes in and Daniel did some things and, and proved that God was real. But what we find here in chapter 6, saints, we find that Daniel now is under a new administration. I don't know what's going to happen with the next administration. Amen. But you do know when a new person comes in, they bring in their what? All right. Now, Daniel has job security. Come on, somebody. Because he was a man that did not get involved in the mess in the workplace. See, you can't change what's going on at your job. Amen. I'm going to say one more time. You can't change what's going on in the workplace. But you have a choice that you're not going to get involved in the mess. Or you have a choice that you are not going to allow the mess to change you. A lot of us complain about our jobs. Let me, let me get real with you real quick. Amen. We complain. We, we cry. We Come on, somebody. We're always talking about this job, this, and this job, dissatisfied, and all this other stuff. But, but when payday come, it's crazy how when payday come, we ain't got no problem taking that direct deposit. They ain't getting you no check no more. They direct depositing you. Amen. And every day you go to work, not every day, maybe every other day, maybe once a month. Amen. You go sideways in your mind about your job. Come on, somebody. And I don't believe, amen, that God has placed you there, amen, to be, amen, complaining all the time. I believe that God has a purpose for placing us where he puts us. I believe the marketplace is the mission field. I believe that the world is where we come in on Sunday into the church to get information so that we can go out there and assimilate that information to the world. I believe that, watch this, if your work is changing your attitude, 
then does your work got more power over you than your God? Do I have anybody? And I know that you may have some dissatisfaction today. Amen. I know you may have some concerns today and they may be legitimate. But if you read Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 1, Ephesians 6 says, children, obey your parents. Masters, treat your, amen, your slaves right. And slaves, submit to your masters. Not with eye service. In other words, don't try to impress them. But do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. Now, a lot of you have heard that before. That we're not working for man, we're working for God. Do you not know that God has an administration? And he has set it up, amen, and we live in God's economy. Are you with me? Daniel goes in, and if you look at Daniel chapter 5, verse 14, amen, Daniel in chapter 5, he interprets a dream. Belteshazzar, the king, was about to put out, be put out. And we find in, in chapter 5, verse 14, we find here is something very interesting. It says, and now I've heard about you. See that? Daniel was in prison. Daniel was in the administration. He had come out of prison already. Daniel now is being summoned because of his wisdom. But not just because of his wisdom. But because of something that, that's really intriguing to me, can I ask you a question? What do people hear about you at the job? Amen. Are you productive? Are you always late? Amen. He says, now I have heard about you. That a, that a spirit of the what? Notice little g gods. See, that tells you that he's working, what, in a pagan society. No different than us. We go out there, they don't care about your Sunday service. They don't care about your Bible study. They don't care about your prayer life. He says, so that's why I'm not in a hurry to finish, but watch what he says. He says, the gods is in you. I heard about you. I heard about you that a spirit of the who? Hello, somebody. Now, remember. Pagan mindset was when someone was favored, they believed that the gods had favored them. Amen. But they would believe like the sun God or the prosperity God or you follow what I'm saying? And so the question I have for you is what type of spirit do you have in you when you arrive at whatever address that is every day? Because you spend more time there than you do at home. Come on and help me, somebody. And so the question is, why are we so miserable in the place where we spend most of the time? I know because of the mess. But here's the thing. Daniel, the, the king says, and that illumination, insight, and extraordinary wisdom has been what? Found in you. Look at verse 15. It says, just as just now the wise men and the conjurers were brought in before me that they might read the inscription and make an interpretation known to me, but they could not declare the interpretation or the message. In other words, there was a writing on the wall. There was a 
a problem that nobody else could solve. See, God may have placed you in that place. Come on, somebody. To solve a problem, to become a problem fixer, not a complainer. I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. But all we see is mess. You have to separate yourself in order to get insight and watch this illumination as to why God is, has placed you in that place. Can I get, a, can I get one amen? Can, can I get one amen? Well, watch this. Watch this. Watch what the king tried to do to Daniel to impress him. He says, verse 16, but I personally heard, have heard about you, that you're able to give interpretations and solve difficult problems. Hello, somebody. Are you that person? Are you that person? Amen. Because oftentimes, you know what I found out? We start having this don't care attitude at work where I ain't solving nothing. Shoot, let the, I, I know what to do. I ain't going to tell them. Shoot, get that. And then you look like everybody else. Lord have mercy. You have a spirit in you. Come on, somebody. That can be a difference maker. But the king says, see, when you think nobody's watching you, amen. There's always somebody watching you. There's all, listen, if the boss may not say anything to you, and I'll show you this here in a minute, okay? Watch this. The boss may not say anything to you, but you don't know what they know about you. And hopefully they know that you belong to somebody's church. Amen. And hopefully they know that the spirit of God is in you. But it's crazy how the spirit of God just leaves us when we walk in the job, right? Y'all ain't saying amen. This must be one of them hard messages I'm preaching here. I'm getting all excited. Y'all like, dang, pastor, you don't know what you're doing to me right now. Because I sure went off on Friday. I shoot. I left there. I told him. And you know what I told him? Shoot. I may come in on Monday. I may. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Watch this. You're like, how does he know that? The spirit of God. Watch what he says. I told you I'm much like Daniel. Watch what he says. <laughs> Watch what he says. Watch how he tried to impress him, right? Verse 16. He says, uh, yeah, and solve difficult problems. Now, if you're able to read the inscription, make its interpretation known to me, you will be, watch what he did now. You will be clothed with what? Purple and wear a necklace of gold around your neck and you will have authority as the third ruler. He said, you can't be first now. Hold on now, bro. I got a position for you. I got a, I got an assistant manager position for you. You solved a problem for me. But I don't even believe that the king was ready for the interpretation. But he wanted to know. See, you give yourself value in the workplace if you become a problem solver. But you got to stop yapping, I mean, talking so much and telling everybody what you think you know and hold it in until they ask you. I found out that you can cast your pearls before swines. And what they'll do is they'll trample over you. But if the spirit of you, amen, and us, does not illuminate. Come on, somebody. And we don't show that we, listen, and we look like everybody. You know what makes us different? You know what makes the next millionaire in this room? What you know. And what problem you can solve that will change the world. That's the next millionaire in this room. I wish I had somebody. 
And so what I'm saying is, I believe that God has given us the Holy Spirit. And I believe that spirit of God that's in us can illuminate things and cause you and I in the marketplace, watch this, to solve difficult problems. After all, that's why you're there. Do I have somebody? I'm going to preach all by myself and say, preach, pastor, preach. Watch this. Watch this. Let me fast forward real quick. This is what I love about Daniel. I've always had an admiration for him. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says now. Most of us have been like, shoo, yeah, all right. Watch it. Watch what he says next. Watch what he says next. Watch what Daniel says next. Then Daniel answered and said before the king. Some of y'all have been like, shoot, and, 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 when, and when I get in that raise? What you, yeah, give me that necklace. Yeah, uh-huh. Is it gold-plated? Is it real what? <laughs> when y'all going to do the direct deposit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, if it was us, we want the benefits. Daniel says, you can't pay for what I have. Because you can't buy my loyalty. Come on, somebody. And can I tell you something? You are valuable to your job. You got to know that, but you don't feel valuable. Because they're not compensating you well or, or, or all the mess that's going on. But listen, if you know something that they don't know, that's why they still need you. And until you make yourself extraordinary, Come on, somebody. Amen. And not like everybody else. Oh, shoot. Watch this. Dad said, you can keep them gifts. Uh, or give your reward to who? To someone else. However, I still do what you want me to do. I'm going to do it for free. And that's exactly what Daniel did. And then we get to chapter 6, verse 1. Belteshazzar dies. Amen. You know why he dies? Because he was prideful. And God takes him out and sets up a new king. Now, in verse chapter 6, now they're under, he went from Nebuchadnezzar rule to now they're under Persian rule. Now listen, Persian rule was different than when Nebuchadnezzar was there. Persian, Nebuchadnezzar was Babylonian. But the Persians, they were vicious people. I don't know, you took church history, right? Amen. And in church history... You'll find out that the Persians didn't play. You mess with their money, they'll take you out. But, and, I, and the reason I'm emphasizing this is because in order to get a promotion in a Persian rule, you had to be somebody. But you know what I want to tell you? All you have to do is be a Christ-like person in your workplace. And God will shine the light on you. There's a lot of things happening around you. And I understand that you're frustrated at times. And I know it may seem like you're overlooked, underappreciated, underpaid. But I want to tell you something. The God we serve. Amen. He didn't place you there on accident. Prosperity don't come by you wishing for it. God will bless you with it. Because you can be trusted with it. Do I have anybody? And so watch this. Watch verse one. Watch verse one. Verse one says, it seemed good to Darius to appoint 120 satraps 
over the kingdom that they would be in charge of the whole kingdom. But look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, and over them, he did what? And over them, he put what? Three commissioners. Daniel being one of them. Watch this. That these satraps might be what? Accountable to them. So what I see here is a management system. (laughs) See, because absolute power corrupts. Amen. Absolutely. And so a lot of us have an issue with management. That's why there's so much mess in the workplace. We think that management is unfair, but God has a system he set up. And so the first thing is, how are you going to deal with this mess in your workplace is this. In a messy workplace, is make yourself accountable. See, there's nothing wrong with working in your own spirit and in your own freedom. But the problem with most of us saints is we don't like to be accountable. Amen. The people who you are accountable to, right? The, the word, the word when he says that they might be accountable, the word accountable means to feed. I'm like, why, why, why is that word? Why does that word mean feed? What do they feed you? Wisdom, information, so you can do your job. And so I believe a lot of us are doing our jobs and it's messy because we're not accountable or we don't want to be accountable because I got this. I could do this. I know what I'm doing. Amen. Remember at this time, there was always corruption in the kingdom. And so the king knew better. The king said, listen, you're going to be accountable to somebody. Amen. Yeah, I know you may have the supervisory position, but guess what? You go, there's three other men that you're going to be amen, accountable to. And I want to tell somebody here today, most of your issues come from accountability. Most of your issues come, amen. Many times, watch this, when we are given freedoms and not micromanaged, watch this, we fall into a mindset that this is mine. I wish I had somebody. And watch this, that you don't have to follow the rules as long as you get the job done. Come on and help me, somebody. That can be what's contributing to the mess. Watch this, everyone else is doing it with accountability, but you and I are doing it with a different perspective and design. That's why when you show up with your product, they're like, that don't fit what we need. Because there's no accountability. See, in every workplace, tell your neighbor there's going to be accountability. Amen. Look what he says next. He says, now, here's the reason for accountability. Look what he says next. He says, so that the king, they have one mission in mind. You know what your job got in mind? One thing. Profits. One thing in mind. Now, you can slice it, dice it. It ain't the church, y'all. It's your work. Amen. They got one thing in mind. What they got in mind? So that the king would suffer what? So, so watch this. The ki- these men have to look out for the what? So put the next point up for me real quick. Nothing. They owe you 
They are paying you. And when you're on the phone taking care of some other business, while they're paying you, you're stealing. Oh, boy. We're employed to do a job, y'all. That, watch this. That makes the company owner rich. And until you become the company owner, you're there to make them rich. So can I tell you something? Tell you never they owe me nothing. Now, if you feel uncomfortable there, invent something. Stop taking everything personal. I'm going to say it one more time. See, you locked out on me. Stop taking everything personal. You know what they're after? Production. They want the job done. And if if they hired you, boy, your job going to, you know, your job need to call me and give me something for this. Watch this. (laughs) Watch this. They hired you to do the job. They don't owe you nothing. They don't owe you a thank you. How can you expect a fallen world to give you a thank you? I'm just saying. How can you expect like sinners unless your boss is a believer? Right? And then sometimes them the worst kinds. Amen. The Christian Listen, the Christian boss sometimes can be hell on wheels. You would rather be under unbeliever than a Christian boss. <laughs> and then they in church on Sunday. Lord Jesus, praise the Lord. I wish you would follow them. Follow them to their church. Listen, if you're not doing your job, then how can the company prosper? You can't sabotage them. Watch this. If you're always complaining, unhappy, not productive, and and watch this, and not producing, who are you hurting? Yourself and your family. So management owes you what? Nothing. They don't even owe you a thank you. Listen, listen. I believe that Daniel knew this. And that's why Daniel knew who he was really working for. As I go through this chapter, okay, I'll show you what Daniel's secret was. But I'm just giving you the, the first half, okay? Watch this. Let's go to verse 3. Verse 3 says, Then this Daniel, look at this. Now, Daniel could have had a bad attitude, right? Management, man, they, shoot, they tripping. Now, watch this. The, the satraps, they were some boogers, man. They were some, bo- they were some Persian boogers. Okay, and let me tell you something. They're the kind that suck you into their mess, right? Daniel had to look over 30 of them. He had to manage, he had a management team. He was managing 30 of them, okay? Now watch this now, watch, watch this now. They could have, he could have gotten sucked into. But the text says, watch what the text says. It says, and then, it says, what, verse three? Yeah, he says, then this Daniel began to what? distinguish himself not just among the satraps but also his equals see I believe we have to change our mindset about how we go to work 
This word distinguish, the word, the word means to show one skill and leadership ability. Watch this. You ready for this word? To glitter from afar. I'm going to say it one more time. To glitter from afar. Hebrew word. To distinguish oneself. When was the last time you turned on your light at work? We are the light of the world. Did, did you forget? Amen. So, so the next thing. So what's the first thing? What's the, what's, what's, what's the second thing? I'm going to call some. The third thing is this. You stopped shining a long time ago. And not only did you stop shining, but watch this. You stopped believing that you can do better. You know why? Because you're part of the mess now. You're in the mess. You look just like them. You know what he realized? Watch this. You and the boys, you were, yeah, yeah. You, you figured, you thought friend management was the way. Mm -mm. You can't be friends and manage. Amen. So you're taking it personal. You stopped shining many moons ago. And that's why you're just coping now. You're just coping with the job. Amen. Watch this. He realized that management owes him nothing. Watch this. He said, he, he, realized, he said, you know what? I can join the mess. But see, I want to live differently. Watch this. I'm going to be a godly person. This messy work, this, this mess of this workplace was already there when you got there. Amen. He said, I already know. I, I, I see this mess. I would rather stand out than blend in. Come on, somebody. For acceptance and affirmation. You know why? Because management owes me nothing. Because when I clock out, I'm done. Amen. Some people are drawn to the mess. Watch this. But they're in church every week. Amen. And then from the time they go back to work, they go right back to being messy. Where's your light? Distinguish yourself. What's different about you? Why should we even, why should, can I ask you something? Why should they even keep you? Oh, Lord, Lord Jesus. All right, let me go on. Let me go on. Let me. Next part of the text says, um, he began to distinguish himself among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed. He wasn't possessed. He possessed. <laughs> Who is that? He wasn't possessed. Sometimes you go to work and feel like you possessed with the spirit, with a, with a devil. You cussing and acting just like them. Tell the truth. Will you please say amen? amen. Watch what he said. Because he possessed a what kind of spirit? Amen. This excellent spirit, something as excellent or outstanding. In the basic sense, it means excellence. Let me say this to you. If you're working and it doesn't reflect excellence... Your work reflects you. Put it up, 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 put it up. Next point. 
Ask yourself a question. Did you do it with excellence? When you walk away, now watch this now. Remember what excellence is, right? What is excellence? Above and what? It doesn't look like everybody else's work. You follow what I'm saying? Does your classroom look different than everybody else's classroom? Talking about school teachers. Amen. It used to, when you first got there, you were just out of college, fresh. You were like, whoa. Now it's like, shoot, these daggone kids. I got to go. Shoot, I got to deal with these knucklehead snotty nose kids today. Come on, say amen. Some of you like drained when you leave work. You drained. I'm talking about you like, you so tired, you so strained because you took the fun out of it. Because you got caught up in the marketplace mess. Daniel did everything with excellence. Watch this. He could have been like the rest of them. Let me say, wherever you work, you got to walk in there tomorrow and say, man, that paid me for what I know. And I'm going to carry myself. If they ask me to do so, I'm going to do it with excellence. With excellence stamped all over it. I'm not going to send a last minute email. I'm not going to just do it at the last minute and got mistakes and words spelled wrong. And come on and help me somebody, y'all. Can I say, what if they, what if, what, what if we did the same thing? What if we were to going, go in the job and be excellent? Guess what we'll do? We'll silence the mess around us. Excellence, y'all. The word possessed, the word possessed, watch this, Daniel possessed the spirit, watch this, but he had the right spirit, not just about work, but about life. When it was good, he was good. When it was bad, he was still good. Come on, somebody. Because of the spirit that he possessed, you ready for this? Privately. Because he glittered from afar. Because that glitter that he had on him, that bling, let me bring it close to home, that bling. Here come Daniel. Some, and you know what we do about when we see people in the workplace blinging? What do you think he doing? Shoot, uh, I was there. Whenever you develop that attitude, I was, that going to wear off after a while. Shoot, they fresh, fresh meat. Y'all walking with me? Watch this. Watch this. When did your light go out? Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. And you have experience. And now that you have experience, make yourself valuable. Make yourself stand out. Watch it. You ain't got to fake it. God will do it. Because of the spirit that you possess. You have now the Holy Spirit in you. And whatever you go to work and do, whether you're driving, whether you're nailing, whatever you're doing, whether you're designing, make sure that when you present it, it's with what? I'm going to be getting some calls tomorrow. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch. When you do something at work, do it with that spirit. Watch this. You know why? You know why you want to do it like this? Because your name is on it. When did you stop caring that your name is on that? My name is on that. My name 
is on this, on these children. My name is on this, you know, whatever thing I'm making, <laughs> whatever jobs we do. You know what I'm saying? The point is, if your name is on it, then it should reflect excellence. Next thing, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. This is the last point here. Verse four. Because y'all, 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 I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Next. Then the commissioners. No, hold on one sec. Verse three. Oh yeah, verse three. I, 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 no, that's verse four next week. Next, ooh, next week is going to be messy. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But this is part two of the workplace next week. Watch what he says. And the satraps, because he possessed an extraordinary spirit. And what? And the king did what? Okay. I already showed you Daniel's character. See, I believe if you're working to impress, you'll never get promoted. I believe that if you, but you do possess a good spirit. You have the knowledge. And some of us, we have the knowledge, but we ain't got the right spirit. Because we got this owe me, you owe me spirit. But watch this. He says that the king, now, first of all, to get noticed. See, I believe many of us are impressing management, not the owner. We're impressing the wrong people. I don't want to impress the principal. I want to impress the superintendent. You with me? I want it to be known way up in headquarters. Amen. That Victoria Brown is killing it in the classroom. Kids are coming out. Hey, come on, somebody. I'm speaking it. Because you're walking in there with a spirit of excellence like y'all today. We moving for excellence. Going above and beyond. Because, listen, it will reduce some of your stress because you're taking a new look at the workplace. But, Pastor, you don't understand. I know. I know I don't understand. I don't. I don't. But I know, I know what depravity is like. I know the world is a jacked up place. So that don't change. Last point is this. You move from mess to management material. Watch this. You see, people look at management as a bad thing, but it's not. God may be trying to position you so that you can open up a little godliness in that workplace. See? See, Bruce? See, Bruce? God may be positioning you so that you can be that change agent in the midst of that mess. Watch this. Now, when you are operating with a spirit of excellence, get ready for some management mess. But God will not promote you without preparing you. What he's really trying to do is put you where he needs you so that you can aspire change in somebody else's life. You can't get promoted if no one notices you. And watch this. Daniel didn't, didn't do anything different like work late, 
show up early or try to impress the boss. No, he just maximized his time and walked around with an excellent spirit and anything that had Daniel's name on it, Belteshazzar, amen, whatever had his name on it, guess what he would, guess what it looked like? Excellence. You see, he was himself. And when he did show up, watch this, it was his godly character, his excellent spirit that left an impression in the workplace that the upper management didn't recognize, but he surpassed upper management and it showed directly to the king. The king said, this is the kind of man. Now remember, the other king died. This is a new king. And this king says, this is the man I want to put over everything. Next week, I'll show you how the world tries to rob you of that excellent spirit and how to respond to those things. Listen to this. Light bulbs come in different wattage. You have 150 watt, 100 watt, 80, 70, 20, even five. Let's just say you may be a five watt. See, we think we got to be 100 watt or 150 watt to make things happen. But let's just say it's 2 in the morning and you're trying to get to the restroom. Now, if you put the 100 watt, 150 watt on, your wife is going to get up and say, hey, you ain't sleeping after now. You know, it, it's going to be World War II in the house. You're going to have to put all the lights on then. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Why are you putting that light on? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So you reach over and you turn on the nightlight. And in the midst of darkness, this five watt bulb illuminates a path. Come on, somebody. The The path is so clear that you could see past the mess. You see, just like that five-watt bulb, so are we in a dark world. You don't have to go around like I'm 150 watt. But you work silently, but you let your light shine. And when, and when it comes time, God will position you in a dark world, and he'll just flip you on. And then all of a sudden, the whole room is going to light up. And they're going to say, man, this person possesses an extraordinary spirit. Now it's time for promotion. God wants to promote us. He wants to give you a better experience in the workplace. That's where I'm at now. And I believe that you qualify for that because you already have the hardest part down You have the spirit of God in you. All you got to do is cut that light off. Give God a hand clap of praise.